Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The only way to make sense of our crazy world, I think, is to know the future, and thankfully God has told us the future and as much as we need to know about it. And so we like to take a few minutes on Sunday morning before we get into the Word to talk about Bible prophecy, especially unfulfilled Bible prophecy. We use reliable sources for our information. Doesn't mean they're always right, but we don't want to be sensational and use some of these sources that use this, they quote each other all the time and nobody knows the truth. We're not saying the things we report are the fulfillment of prophecy, only that they are things you'd expect to be happening in a buildup to the future seven-year Great Tribulation. Students of Bible prophecy have long argued that the government of the Great Tribulation will be some form of global union, eventually controlled by the Antichrist. So global government. Climate change could be the issue that will leave the nations of the world to surrender their sovereignty to a global government with the goal of saving the planet. If the dire predictions regarding climate change are true, then we would find ourselves in a do-or-die moment in which we either come together as a planet or face extinction. That's the, that's the company line. And by the way, I should mention that I, I'm not taking a position about climate change. We, uh, you can believe whatever you want to about climate change based on real facts, obviously, but uh, we're talking about climate change as it applies to Bible prophecy as a stepping stone towards global government. And if you talk to the globalists, that's the way they see it. They say that they finally have an issue that we have to rally behind as a, a planet uh, in order to save the world. I read an article this week, and this is the title. The UN tells the EU that green energy goals are worth freezing to death over. Here's some excerpts. As part of ongoing efforts to mitigate the effects of climate change, the European Union, EU, adopted plans intended to lower the continent's reliance on carbon-producing energy. Under its current framework, by the end of the decade, the EU seeks to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 55% from what they were in 1990. It further pledged to make the continent carbon-neutral by 2050. To achieve these goals, the EU has mandated that countries make changes. In June, it passed a resolution that would ban all sales of cars with internal combustion engines by 2035. Many nations have also been phasing out coal-fired power plants that produce a disproportionate amount of global carbon emissions. Now the problem right now is that the European Union is having an energy crisis uh, and they're unable to keep, tra keep on these goals and so now they're importing coal and some of these fuels that they said they weren't going to use anymore. And as a result of that, the UN wants them to stay the course. Their counsel is to let people in Europe freeze this winter, staying on track to save the planet. One of the UN commissioners said this, in the face of soaring energy prices, which threaten to impact the most vulnerable as winter approaches, some EU member states are turning to investments in fossil fuels. While that impulse is understandable, I urge the EU and its member states to consider the long-term consequences of locking in a more fossil fuel infrastructure it is essential to accelerate the development of energy efficiency projects and renewables. There is no room for backtracking in the face of the ongoing climate crisis. Now, did you catch that? At the beginning of this talk, the gal says, a lady talking, and she says, uh, talks about the most vulnerable as winter approaches, and then she says, so don't worry about them. We have to stay on track with our energy goals. Uh, and so, interesting. 
If people have to die as a result of carbon energy policies, so be it. That's the saving of the planet. Sri Lanka. You should watch a little piece by John Stossel on YouTube about Sri Lanka. Environmentalists convinced the government there to immediately cease using non-organic fertilizer. By immediately, I mean overnight. They were banned from using non-organic fertilizer. Farmers were forced to go all organic. Food production is now down 50%. Food costs are up 80%. Farmers that they interviewed say Sri Lankans are going to starve to death. And there are massive, violent protests against the government. I think the president had to resign. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but it was a disaster. Michael Schellenberger, he was formerly a top environmental activist, but has changed now. He points out that if we used all organic fertilizer, the Earth could support a population of 3 billion people. There are currently 8 billion people on the planet. I don't think it's going too far at this point to say that many are willing to allow more than half the global population to starve and die in order to save the planet. In fact, they just hired a guy who's going to look into this. His name is Thanos. <laughs> this is uh, the MCU come to life. These guys are serious. The United Nations is willing to let the most vulnerable die and starve to keep our energy because of the great need to save the planet at the other end. Again, I don't care if that's true or not. I'm just telling you what they're doing. And in order to do it, they need all the nations of the world on board. They need a global government, just like John said we would have in the end times 2,000 years ago. So we're witnessing stage setting for the seven-year Great Tribulation that is described in the last book of the Bible. I have a bonus prophecy update for you this morning, something I just read this morning. I'm going to click on my note. Beep. <laughs> Separate from all this, we know that there will be a new temple in Jerusalem during the Great Tribulation. It doesn't have to be a magnificent structure. It can just be a tent. It's only about 3,000 square feet. But anyway, they're, they're going to have it. They've got all the implements. They have a priesthood. They've been missing the ashes of a red heifer. Red heifer uh, is specified in the Old Testament. It has to be purely red, no white uh, hairs, no blemishes. They've been looking for one for years and years and years. It's necessary. The ashes are to purify certain implements and to purify the priests, part of their ritual. Uh, the article says, well, I'll read it to you. In an incredibly exciting development, five red heifers landed in Israel yesterday. This is yesterday. According to rabbis and leaders in the Orthodox community, these heifers could be used to reinstate many of the practices of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem before the temple is rebuilt. So that's on the horizon. And so just a lot of things are coming together in our time, are they not? Uh, whether we talk about uh, digital economies or whatever, it's, it's all coming together the way the Bible said it would. Now, we know that Jesus is going to come for the church. He'll resurrect the dead in Christ first and then rapture living believers, take us to heaven where we'll be safe from the great tribulation on earth. It's not wishful thinking. It's Jesus' promise. He said he would keep us from out of the hour of wrath that is coming upon those that inhabit the earth. The church has no place in the great tribulation. Uh, we're not even in the book of the Revelation after chapter 3. And so um, that's what we're looking for. And so the question is, are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready and stay ready. Then keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus is coming.